big debates, unpopular opinions, and a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it's the Once Around Podcast, baby. Hello and welcome back to the Once Around Podcast. I'm Ben, I'm joined by Ed and Kai, and we're going to be reviewing Derby County's 3-1 loss to Reading away. Kai, we thought for a second we could get back in this. We thought this could be a Brentford situation where the tide turns and we somehow snatch a point after being awful for most of the game. But it wasn't to be. I mean, it was a weird game. I, if, if you look at it in isolation of the two halves, I, I think you could claim that we could have got a point quite easily, especially considering how dangerous we were compared to Red in the first half. We had those three shots from Kazim, Lawrence, and then Kazim again where one cannon off the post and the goalkeeper got to two others. So I think if you look at it from that perspective, it wasn't that bad of a game. Yes, we let them score three easy, well, not easy goals, but we gave them three goals near enough. They didn't have to work too hard for him. First one was a great finish, don't get me wrong, but we sort of led, I think it was Elise, into that sort of situation where he had a near enough a free shot on goal. Marshall palmed it into the path of uh, Puskas. I can't remember the goal scorers, but... Um, Zhao also got one towards the end. It was a bit of a mess, but in spite of that, we got a wonder goal from Tom. We've been missing out on all season. What's felt like all season as well. His first goal since Reading last season. But yeah, I mean, it's a game that I think we spoke about before. It's a free hit. If we get anything, it's good, but it's not too bad. We didn't get battered in the day. It was only 3-1. It's minus two goal difference. But when you look at Huddersfield's game yesterday, that really helped us out. It does. It does really help us out. And Ed, did you believe going into the game that that could be anything at all? Going into it, again, because it was a free hit, I didn't really have much hope or much negative or many negative feelings, really. And then it kind of got into the second half, like Kai was saying. And, you know, we, we scored that wonder goal with Tommy and then you suddenly think, oh, we could, we could turn the screw up here because... I don't know whether other fans have noticed, but in the last 10 minutes, we suddenly become a good team. Like, as soon as you get a couple of subs on, we suddenly start stringing passes together. And then you look at the time and it's like the 90th minute and we're trying to push to score three goals to get in the game. But um, but no, I, th- I think it was a case of Reading had the quality. You know, I know Elise wasn't closed down quick enough, but it was still a great finish. Um, they had players in the right place at the right time for the rebounds and stuff. And unfortunately, we've just lacked that this season. We've just lacked the good look. We've lacked that having the look on our side and having the quality. But hey, it's, an, it's it was a nothing game because results half went our way, half didn't. It was really Rotherham's result that went our way. We're still eight points off off the relegation spots. Um, you know, you got Huddersfield crumbling a bit against Norwich yesterday. There's nothing too much to worry about yet. I still think it's a free hit on Saturday. And hopefully we can kind of just crawl over the finish line. I don't think we can put any blame at Rooney's door because how can you try and implement a playing style or a system when you're just trying to drag results through the dirt to just get through some summer? So hopefully, hopefully we can come away conceding less than three at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, for me, there weren't really many standout performers from our squad, but the one for me was Ted Amengi. I think, again, he's he's a fantastic prospect, fantastic talent, 
um, the first few games shaky, but he's coming to his own and we'd be stupid not to take him back next season. But again, Rooney has got to prioritise that back line and getting a permanent back line because I, th- I think Matt Clark's out for a period now. Um, you know, Christian Bielik's out for a very long time. It's the back line does look shaky. And while Lee Buchanan and Nathan Byrne on their day are fantastic at getting balls into the area, we just need to stop conceding goals, silly goals as well, preventable goals. Um, Kai, do you feel David Marshall could, could have done anything about any of them we conceded? I think, I think it was the second goal. It, the ball came in, he just sort of palmed it away really softly. If you're going to put it anywhere, don't put it straight in front of the red in forward. Uh, he's, he's been a fairly solid goalkeeper. And I think most Derby fans are in agreement that he is our number one. We had this discussion the other day as well with Cam, but I think we could. Pro- there is probably a bit more we could ask for him from, from him. It's an obvious improvement from last season's two pairing, well, pairing. But when you look back and you think Carson was of a similar similar sort of point in his career, they're both coming to the end. I think a lot of fans called him back out for Carson. He won't be up to it much really when he comes back. He would have been out of football near enough for two years, as much as it is. So Marshall will probably have another season. Then I expect us to go out and get a new keeper to fill that role. It's just... He's a good goalkeeper, don't get me wrong, but it's almost like we've got too much pressure on him. We're having a lot, we're facing a lot of shots at the moment. And when your keeper is struggling to find some standard of proper form, then it can be difficult. So yeah, once we get more stability inside next season, hopefully, then it's less of a pressing issue. He kept us in games at the start of the season. He's earned us many points over the course of the year. So I don't think there's any major complaints we can have about him. And either way, if he didn't do that the other day, it would have ended. 2-1 anyway so yeah it don't really matter too much yeah that's it really planning for next season which I think we all agree is going to be a transition season and not a title charge like Rooney has let on how many years have we heard that transition season looks about four now well the thing is though um 1920 that was a genuine transition season and we thought we briefly thought that Koku was building something, a 10th place finish, not bad at all. Pretty good recruitment in the summer, getting a Polish international to link up with our already star player who's been injured and is still injured. Oh, Christian, I miss you. I think if we're going to look at a defining point in our season, it will be that Christian Bielek injury against Bristol City. Nothing's had more of an effect on this side than that. We were fairly high flying, I think, in terms of the form table, at least when that happened. We were probably a similar sort of start, well, position where we are now, is in points to the relegation zone. And since then, we've not really counted on the fact that the teams below us haven't been producing great football either. So, yeah, if we're going to look at any issue this season, I think the injury of Bielik and how long that's going to last till as well will be a major factor in this transfer window. Massive. Yeah, especially if we want to do the Wolves system and purely com- uh, recruit Polish Polish players and <laughs> become the Polska Rams. But another nation that's on everyone's lips at the moment is Spain and Eric Alonso, 
who has today revealed on the, what day is it today? It's the 7th of April. Today he's revealed that it's an agreement that he wants to buy Derby County and the paperwork has been sent off to the EFL for its approval. Ed, what are your thoughts on this takeover, this new takeover, but more importantly on the 29-year-old Spaniard himself, Eric Alonso? It's hard when you look at prospective new owners or when they front a group or whatever. And I think his name has been battered about today like nothing. And there's there's a lot of opinions. And ultimately, I don't think we can say too much until he either comes in as the new owner or if he doesn't. Like It's as simple as that. We can try and draw as many conclusions as we want about whether he's... Um, whether he's, you know, controversial or anything like that. But at the end of the day, it's an owner that's come in wanting to buy us. And I think in the position we're at now where we've just had this this guy, that, well, this Bin Zayed guy who's just wasted a year of our lives at Derby, just false hope galore. I think we've kind of got to take whatever we get. I don't think it helps that we've had, we've been told that there's two other suitors at the minute. Uh, American buyers and someone else but ultimately I think we've just got to see where this goes I don't think there's much hope in it just because of all the little kind of rumours we're not going to get into it too much because again until we know for sure how, how what an owner what a type of owner he is we can't say anything but that sounds silly doesn't it because all the speculation is whether he should be or not the point is Mel has shook hands with him and has signed a legal legal binding contract with him Unfortunately, he did that with Bin as well. And look where that's ended up. So I'm, I'm very, I've got a very mediocre feeling. I, w- I was quite shocked when it suddenly broke this morning, but I've, I've still not really come to terms with it. Ultimately, if he is going to be serious about it and he does want to, you know, change our fortunes, then, you know, fair play. But if he's another tyre kicker, then I'd rather not. I think the Athletics said that... Um, they're coming in with no debts and no borrowing, which is an interesting <laughs> one. Um, I don't know because I, I, I don't subscribe to the athletic controversially. Um, so I'm not sure of the details of that article, but um, that was what really struck me because if he's coming in and there's no debts, there's no borrowing involved, but he, you know, where's the money coming from? Is it from him? Clearly he's fronting, fronting a group. And they tried to buy Sheffield. It might be the same group tried to buy Sheffield Wednesday. But if it's not, it's the, the really concerning bit is that we don't know where the money is. We don't know if it's Eric or if he is fronting up for other people again. And when, until we know who those other people are, we're in the dark. And that's quite a scary thing uh, as but a fan. Some, it's somewhere we've been for the past 12 months. I, I don't like being in that. I really I don't know about anyone else, but I'm not a fan of having, you know, uncertainty all the time. Like, this club, we just love being in the paper. It must be an ego thing from Mel. I'm joking. I'm partly joking. We are just always in I'm the not, news. No, it's no. just nice I just have a agree. bit of quiet. And, you know, now I've even got Rooney as manager. There's no shade on Rooney. It's not his fault whatsoever. Not but, you know, we've had Lampard, we've had Rooney. We've had, player of yeah, we've had Ashley Cole come and play. Like, 
they're all they're all seeming like media PR moves, and it's just a shame that we can't have a quiet club for for a change. But hey, who are we to know? We this could be the moment that we suddenly get an owner that comes in and does a good job, but we just don't know, and that's the bad part of it, isn't it? Hey, Eric Alonso is a boxing promoter. If he can get some boxing events at Pride Park, give Mel a bit more money. Uh, maybe get the Derby under 23s, Derby under 18s, and then the Polish Derby under 23s and 18s as well. I'm sorry. I, I just I just love my Poland players. I, I think we should build a team around them. Um, Kai, how much money do you think needs to be pumped in this transfer window? to fix not fix but fill the gaps that we have it depends what you want really because i think you're going to need a, a quite a bit of money to fix this team because it does need fixing let's let's not go around the block with this it, we've got three strikers at the moment one will be definitely gone by the end of the season one we're not too sure at the moment and the other is 35 years of age or 34 years of age. So it doesn't look too promising in that sort of aspect where you, when you struggle for goals anyway and you're losing three strikers potentially, well, one will be staying, but it's quite old. So it's going to need at least, I'd say, 10 million minimum to be able to get some sort of structure back into the squad. There's a lot of contracts that will need to be sorted for the end of next season as well, which you can't ignore. Big players like Lawrence, it was out of contract um, amongst others. I mean, there's huge issues at this club. We've seen that for quite a while now. Mel Morris has tried to hide it as well. But finally, for some fans, I think it's a positive that he's leaving. When you come into a club as an owner, you look at your progress from where you started and where you left. And Mel Morris came in just after the Wembley final against QPR, so basically a third place finish, a trip to Wembley, and in the six, seven years since now, we're now lying twenty, well, 18th in the championship, so there's not been any progress. The club's got worse in terms of the way, the way it is. There's less money in the team. There's probably there's more media exposure, I'd say, because of the whole Rooney and Lampard situation, but a lot of it's not been positive. Those two have been put under the media spotlight quite heavily compared to other managers have been in the league. If you think about the Huddersfield team, who are now below us, who started off the season not too bad, where's the concern over their manager? It, there's, there's one common link with that. It's Wayne Rooney. So Mel Morris has done probably just a little bit more good than bad for the club because of the training ground situation, because of the youth team set up now but it's not been a majorly positive situation and he's left us probably in one of the worst situations we could have hoped to be in, fighting a relegation scrap with not too many players left on the box. A depressing, depressing truth there, Kai. Thanks, thanks for that. Just bring bring the mood down. Let's. Um, what happened to the stadium as well? Because obviously that's in Mel Morris's control, well, Mel Morris's company's control. So what happens with that? Does that come part and parcel with the sale of the club? Because this could all get a bit interesting with that situation as well. well I think that well, this, stadium is Mel's retirement. Well, this is what we don't know because when, again, the start playing a race course. <laughs> um, when the Athletic article was written and it said the no debt, no borrowing, does that mean 
they're going to wipe the debt of Derby? Or does that mean they're coming in with no debt? Does that mean both? We, ultimately, we are none the wiser after, you know, a couple of hours of hearing it. Ultimately, until the EFL accepts it, we're not going to know anything as well, which is, again, it's the waiting game. It's horrific for fans. I think that means that they've come to an agreement to clear the debt between them somehow, however that may be. I mean, Mo Morris has still got his contacts with of his business doesn't matter. So there's still ways for him to clear these debts. He's probably cleared himself because he's still got quite a lot of money. He's just not putting any more of that into Derby at the moment. So he's probably cleared those debts. And people are concerned about this whole £2 situation into the limited. That happens in companies because you don't put all your money into one company straight away when you first open it up. So when their books come out, I think it's October, I saw on uh, companies' houses, um, then we should see what the state of they, they are in. But that's quite a bit too late. That's six months away for us now. So am I concerned a little? Am I looking forward to what the future holds? Probably not, but <laughs> we've got to accept the fact that this is going to happen. Well, looks like it's going to happen. So yeah, we just need to get on with it and hope for the best. We need, to, And first of all, we need to stay up this season. That is the main concern. And that struggle continues on Saturday. Derby County go away to Caro. No, we they come here. Yep, we've already done that and we somehow won. We did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um Norwich City on the promotion charge. Three points away from guaranteed automatic promotion. Come to Derby County. Come to Pride Park. What do you think is going to happen, Ed? Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because they lost to us at, her, um, at home, maybe that gives them enough energy and enough fight and belief that they want to get promoted on our ground. I don't know whether there's much of a rivalry there, to be honest. I don't think there is. But um, I think the assumption is we're going to get battered. And I think we probably will, whether it be by the scoreline or not. In in the overall play, we will be on the back foot for most of the game, unless Rooney has a masterstroke again, like he did with uh, Swansea. I think he had a bit of a masterstroke. Uh, Brentford, Bournemouth as well. Yeah. Um, so you, we, you we do that we beat well. Bournemouth. I can't yeah. believe that. Christine Bielik. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, Bielik was in, in, involved in all of those That's games, it. but I, I'm not I'm not expecting us to be beaten four 0 But if we are, I wouldn't be shocked. That is about where I'm at. We need to just, again, we just need to drag ourselves over that finish line. And we are close. We're six or seven points off it. And we've got six games left. If we can get a win or two and a couple of draws, we'll be okay. So if we lose against Norwich, even if it's above five, maybe not above five, sorry, Huddersfield fans, um, then I think we'll be all right still. I'm not too worried about this weekend. It's a bit, again, free hit. Do you think that win, those wins against Birmingham City and Sheffield Wednesday are guaranteed wins? No, No? not at all. Not at all. I think, I reckon we might beat Preston. I think we might draw against Birmingham. So that's four points. And I reckon we'll go into the final day but I think Wednesday might already be down, which might make it a bit more interesting. And I think there might be some... Uh, Rotherham might make a charge and make it a bit interesting on final day. I'm hoping it doesn't go down to the final day, but I just realistically think that Birmingham are going to be fighting and scrapping with the new manager 
Sheffield Wednesday are scrapping at the minute, but they've got a lot to do. Rotherham have also got a lot to do. But I think we're okay. I'm saying that through, you know, my, my hands as I'm saying that, but I don't know. I'm not sure. How about yourself, Kai? Are you feeling like Derby can come into this game fighting, swinging, looking for uh, to play that fast, expansive football that Rooney evidently wants to play, but hasn't really played that much? It's going to be the most Derby County thing ever. I'm going to win, but it just will be. Look at his back in October. I mean, obviously it was a different Norwich side back then. They hadn't gone on this momentous run that they're on right now. I think they've lost lost one game in 2021 which is some feat I mean to score seven against anyone in, in the same league as you is also quite impressive didn't help Huddersfield didn't help themselves last night I mean some of the defending was absolutely shambolic and it was probably we could see that could have happened against Huddersfield because when we played them obviously it was a fairly routine 2-0 victory for a team like ourselves who can't score to save our lives so how much blame would you put on Richard Keogh I'm not gonna lie, him and Saul were all over the place. Yes, last night. Keo I seen a ghost. He was absolutely nowhere near the level he needed to be at. Oh, so but Richard. that's what happens when you have a near enough it could have been a career engine injury. So mm. what what do you expect sort of situation? But I think we will lose. But again, like we said last week, it's a free hit. It's a complete free hit this week as well because it's the team who are top of the league who could easily go and get promotion against you on Saturday. Our focus really is on Blackburn and Preston coming up where they're probably two of the most winnable games at the moment because they've definitely taken their foot off the the gas. I mean, I know Preston picked up a win against Swansea the other day. That was done in part basically to a Swansea end goal as much as it was Preston. So... Yeah, if you're going to pick up any wins at this point in the season, it's going to be against your mid-table sides, like we did against Luton, because they've not really got much to play for. They're sort of on the beach now. They're more thinking ahead to next season. So I think we will be safe before the end of the season as well. I think it won't come down to that Sheffield Wednesday game as much as I'm hoping it won't do. I really don't think it will. Uh, So, yeah, it's just sort of picking up. I think we need two wins at maximum to survive Rotherham's four games better like catch up will probably cost them because they've got so many games to play in such a short period of time coming up so yeah free hit on Saturday take what you can get if you do somehow get a point then fair play that's probably the best case scenario for us (laughs) I mean to be honest even when we were playing even when we've been in the top six and whatever, even under Lampard and whoever we've been managed by, I mean, we've not really done well against top of the league that often. So is it really going to be the the time where we're actually battling relegation, we actually pick up the win? We will see. Uh, Edward, I'm going to come for you for your Norwich prediction at Pride Park on Saturday. Score prediction. I think it's not a question of the score. I think it's whether we'll score as a consolation. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's not the score. It's how no, many will they win. Yeah, no, it is. It is. I think, I reckon they'll score three. So yeah. I think I'm going to say one, three. Because I do think we'll score. And what I reckon will happen is I think we'll score quite early. 
And I think we'll think, oh, hang on. It'll be, it'll be an England-Croatia moment yeah. where, you know, Trippier gets it top bins in the first five minutes of the game. You're thinking, oh, we can actually make a, fi- a World Cup final. Mm. No, it's not going to happen. We're going to have it ripped away from us. I reckon it'll be a, a, a three-goal flurry post the 70th minute. And that'll be that. But I think mm. I think we'll do ourselves proud. I do think we do come back from result. Like, Monday was a poor result at the end of the day. I know it didn't really matter, but it was a poor res- it was a poor performance all round, really. I think we will have a bit of a fight back, but I don't think we'll do anything drastic. I think three ones are pretty, pretty complimentary scoreline to be honest with how they're playing. I would take a goal at this point in the season. Yeah, how about yourself, Kai? It's going to take something special to be able to score in a game like this. Or you're going to need something like Lawrence's wonder hit against Redden to be able to get a goal. They're too strong defensively. They've got an incredible midfield. Timo Puki is back in hot form, so. I can't really see anything else other than like a three or two or three nil Norwich win. I think I'll go with three because then it gives me a one goal positive sort of feeling, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I don't really care about this game. It's it's going to happen, isn't it, really, regardless of what we say today. So yeah, three nil Norwich, Pookie with two and Cantwell with one. I mean, that fifth goal they scored yesterday was probably one of the best goals I've seen this season in terms of team play. So yeah, if they do that to us, we've got no chance. Very fair. Uh, for me, I'm optimistic. Nil-nil. I think that we're going to have the same sort of game plan as we did last time against Norwich. Uh, less penalties, hopefully. But of course, we have Wayne Rooney on the sidelines instead of in the middle of that midfield. So we don't have that extra piece of quality. And so the game finishes nil-nil. And I tell you what, what a point that would be. What a point that would Can be. Can I just say, how many times have you been optimistic this season? And how many times has it actually worked? Be an interesting one, wouldn't it? Because, um, I mean, you predicted us to finish second. Um, what, was, what was the best one? Was it, or was that Luke who predicted 4-0? Oh, no, no, was, was it Luke who said 4-0 Rotherham? 4-0 Rotherham. And then there was a Ben one earlier in the season. It could have been the other other room game. I have no it could idea. Have been the first it's one. Every week it is now. So. Oh yeah. Is that actually nil nil? Is actually quite a steady result for them. So it is. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm feeling. You're all about the blockbusters, aren't you, Ben? I, I, I'm a blockbuster man. What can I say? And this is a blockbuster <laughs> podcast. The only blockbuster Derby County podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Once Around podcast. I'm Ben. I'm joined by Ed and Kai. And we'll see you next week when Norwich put 10 pastors and set a championship record up the ramp.